0: Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, hello. This is Therese Skelly of the Happy Business Show. And I'm really excited today because we are going to talk about something that is so, so, so important with a very cool person. So today on the show I'm having Holly Santel who's gonna talk about kick brand shamed to the curb and brand your awesomeness. You know what I love about this show is that I get to share my experiences and bring experts in who are just like fun, cool, rock stars, and who are willing to get real. So, in addition to sharing, um, you know, Holly's journey and maybe some things that didn't work so well in her business, she's going to help you. Like, for example, if you ever have a in your mind, like, oh my God, here's my website, but yeesh, it doesn't really represent me. Or if you have a little bit of shame about your website, You know, your website should be something that makes you so proud. It's something that your audience should like really feel you, not something to be ashamed of. And so I'm really excited to have Holly here because this is such an important thing, getting you in your business. That's one of my main things. We've got to get you in your business. And so Holly is an expert in branding. So let me just tell you a smidge about Holly. She's the founder of The Land of Brand the only full-service branding agency that works specifically with coaches and excels in both strategy and design. During her 11 years as an entrepreneur, Holly has discovered over and over again that the key to standing out as unique isn't about being outlandishly different. It's about infusing your personality in everything you do. Ding, ding, ding. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This message blended with a keen mind for strategy was a key to reaching six figures in her coaching business in under 18 months and has continued to grow ever since. She's taken the laborious process of branding and made it fun for her clients. She's helped over 100 coaches build brands that are an expression of who they are and position them as the obvious choice. So, Holly, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. That was a lovely introduction, and I am so excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Well, I, you know, anybody that um, wants people's expression and their personality, like oh, we got to be talking because that is so important. And we're, I, I can't wait to hear more about, you know, what's in the way of branding and what mistakes, because that, that, uh, this is. You can tell I'm. I feel like a Joel Olstein, I'm on my soapbox preaching it here. <laughs> I'm, like. My tune. <laughs> there we go i think we should tell the listeners to strap their seatbelts on um you know we're, we're going we're going in so holly what i want to hear is like tell us about your business today and what you love about it like the land of brand you have such a cool fun vibe your site is fabulous i know you're really well thought of and so what what do you get to do and love about your business today
1: so I pretty much love everything about my business, mm-hmm. and I have to say that I work with probably the best clients. I'd I'd like to put my clients head to head with some other coaches mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. mine, mine would kick their butt. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> as far as like cool factor. Um, because really, what what I do is I help people kind of figure out what is really unique about them, yeah. and what uh, you know what stories can they share? What what quirks do they have that make them really different? Uh, what is the way that they view the world that they might be afraid to share, but, you know, other mm-hmm. people are really going to resonate with. So right. those kinds of really in-depth conversations and, like, kind of noodling with people is mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot of fun, and it requires a lot of creativity. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't – it's not like I'm sitting at a desk doing the same thing every day, <laughs> literally talking to, like, the coolest people in the world and showing them how they can be – Even cooler,
0: (laughs) and um, (laughs) getting paid for that. Like, hello, what a luxury! Yeah, (laughs) awesome, awesome. I was talking to somebody the other day about this this kind of work, and I said it's like artistry. It's not like there's a template and you fill in the blanks, and boom, there's your brand. You know, so those of us who do it the right way, it's it is art, right? Right, absolutely. Yes, so was there ever a time? Because I know, you know, you ha- you had pretty quick success, like 18 months to get to six figures. That's awesome. And I know, you know, I know who you've worked with. I know the referrals you have, um, your position, you're really well thought of. So today, it sounds like it's working. You get to love it. You get to hang out with cool people. But Holly, was there ever a time that, you know, you maybe sat at your desk and were like, what the hell am I doing? Or <laughs> Like, what, how did I get here? Was it, So the question I always ask everybody, was there ever a time you were not happy in your business
1: yeah and i think we all have those moments at at one point or another you know if you're just having a bad day you kind of sit there going what am i doing yeah um but i had a pretty i had a pretty big transition um and it was just last year i had a baby (laughs) oh and yeah so i was you know i am so obsessed with my business and just was loving it like it was my total focus um just, you know, if anyone asked me like what I like to do outside of work, I'd be like, really nothing. I just like researching branding and websites. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm a junkie. I just love uh-huh. it. And then I had my baby, and that whole paradigm shifted, and suddenly mm-hmm. the baby was what I was obsessed with. Yeah. And I no longer wanted to spend my time, you know, reading books and listening to webinars, and uh-huh. um, and I also, you know, couldn't take on as many clients because I was I. For a while, I tried doing the stay-at-home mom thing or the work-at-home mom with the baby there. So that did not work out. <laughs> um, so for those first nine months, I was like... I, I didn't even... Like, looking back on it, I don't even know how I survived. Mm-hmm. I was, like, not sleeping, not... Um, I was just so stressed out when I was talking to clients because I'd be so afraid you would make a peep and it would upset them.
0: Uh, and my clients were yeah. great. I don't know why I was
1: so worried. It was probably because I was fatigued. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, it was just... It's just really hard. So I kind of, you know, had to have a heart-to-heart with myself and be like, is this what I really want to do? And how mm. how can I make this work again? Because mm-hmm. I still loved the business. I still loved my clients. And I just had to figure out a new way to make it work so that I could have both and not feel guilty like I was
0: neglecting one yeah. or the other babies. Yeah, they, they both were your babies, it sounds like. Right, right. right. So what happened?
1: What happened? I, um, so I took a month off basically and said, all right, I'm gonna stop, (laughs) Mm -hmm. stop my drag and figure out what's next. If I were to completely start over, because at that point, that's really what I was doing. Everything in my life had changed, everything in my business had changed. If I was to start over, what would I want this business to look like? And I just, as if I was totally brand new, I remapped Mm -hmm. out. My programs. I remapped out my message. I remapped out, um, you know, what I wanted my schedule to be like. I found a fantastic babysitter that's literally just a mile from my house. So, like, she, my car broke down one day. She actually came and got him, mm. um, and he's the only one there. So I know he's getting the attention he needs. And um, so I gave myself that space. And the good mm-hmm. news is that after you've had a really successful business and you've gone through all those steps. Doing it again is a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> so I launched with my new plan um, towards the end of last year, and got things back to where I'm really, really enjoying things again. I have found that balance, and um, I really took a kind of a different direction in the business than I was heading. But it's where I always wanted to go, which is the interesting thing. I was just too afraid, and it was kind of like, okay, well, if it's if it's go for it or go get a job. Then mm-hmm. now's the time to do it. I literally had nothing to lose, and Uh-oh. I, like, we rebranded. I changed. Um, we were definitely focused more on websites before, even though mm-hmm. the branding stuff was what I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're we're doing more branding, and and uh, you know the website has become more of a an expression of that brand. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like the the icing on the cake versus the main focus, and that's just awesome to me.
0: So how did you have the courage? Because you know, if, I. I in everybody's stories, I try to find that, like, golden nugget, that thing that's, like, universal. Mm-hmm. And how did you find the courage? And or what would you say to listeners, Holly? Because that's what people do is, like, well, this is already – but I know I can sell this. Like, I can sell these website things. I'd love this. Like, how, how is that journey for you to to kind of reposition, you know, like, backdoor is a website, but your front door now is branding. So how did you do that? Right. Yeah, and that's – that's a-
1: really smart that you picked up on that because it's a very, uh, it's a very subtle difference and mm-hmm. it's, it's a shift that a lot of people I know want to make, but it's like uh, kind of what the front door is like that. yeah, It's a hard shift to make. Yeah. Um. So not an easy answer. I would say, I think over that journey of like, there was really a rough three months, like the whole year was kind of like just tumbling down a hill and then I had three <laughs> months where it was really tough and that's where I took the... So, mm the month off. Um, So those three months, when I was thinking about what I really wanted to do, my whole energy and my message shifted. There was like, there was no going back. It was like not even a Ah. choice to go back to what I was doing before Um, because it just didn't feel authentic anymore. It didn't feel like I can't sell anything. I can't sell something I'm not super passionate about. I just wasn't passionate about, um, you know, basically just doing project management for my day-to-day. I really wanted to work with clients and, and having those deeper conversations. Um so to me a lot of people have called me courageous in the past, past or said, Oh, you're really great for doing that. But for me it's like do or die. Like I just I just mm-hmm. do things. I don't really think about if they're gonna fail.
0: <laughs> I just I just do them and they, they work out <laughs> Well, you know, you know the term unconscious competence, right? So people right. look at you like, "Wow," and you're like, eh, "It's not a big deal. It's just me." So, so it's kind of nice to kind of unpack that a little bit. And what I'm hearing is there was a there was a burn the ships. Like I, I do it, like I'm not going to straddle the fence. I'm not going to accept or tolerate working in less than my passion. I'm not going to because again, that people get in the trap of but I know I can sell, this is selling, shit, I'm known for this, it's easy, the systems right. are in place, right? And so it's that, do you choose the thing that's giving you more life and excitement and passion or do you just keep recirculating and going back? And and there's no good or wrong or bad, you know what I mean? Because I'm right. saying, but for most people, Holly, to make the jump that you did, um is is kind of a scary thing and so I just want to show them There, here's the way. Here's the way. Right. And I think it starts with a decision. I'm done. I'm done. Can't do that. Right, more. yeah.
1: It's that that finality and that plan that okay, this is this is what I'm doing now and you have to be
0: hundred percent committed to it. Yes. Now did you ever have any like holy shit moments <laughs> like what if this doesn't work?
1: Did you ever have any of those? <laughs> um I mean, it, like I said, like I felt like I was restarting my business, so yeah, there was definitely there was definitely the, you know, well what if this doesn't work? There was actually a few of those. Um my husband, bless him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've taken a few leaps in the last year and invested in things that I, I've never really invested that much in my business and I yeah. you know, I took money out on a credit card to, to do this really big thing and I was like, you know what, this is this is my hammer. If I don't do this, yeah I'm gonna get a job. So Wow but, Let's go for it and I like I know yeah. I can make this work. I know it's the right move. And I did it and literally that was like the shift. Like I think yeah. for both of us it was suddenly we we were both behind it and mm-hmm. having that risk
0: was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
1: that was the month that I got back to where I was two years ago. Like literally wow. from where like from ground zero to where I was before all this <laughs> wow. was in within was that month and it was uh it was a big shift, and it really, you know, mentally, emotionally, um, mm-hmm. everything. It was, it was good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So keys are being very decisive, taking risks, um, and I love it. I love that you got your husband on board because that can be really hard. You know, if your husband was sitting in the background, going being a naysayer, that would have been just, you know. So yay, husband! Give him some some brownie points.
1: Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to trust. Like you have to trust yourself, and then you have to have people
0: that trust and support nice. you. Nice. Okay. Well, the, you said it. That's it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like, so, because I really, I really want to. You know, the reason I do this part of the show, Holly, is because so many people are sitting out there looking at you, looking at me, or looking at you know other people that have the six-figure, the successful businesses, and they look and they say. I could never do that. Like, she must have a golden spoon, or, oh, she's just different, or, you know, her husband is just a millionaire. You know I mean? Like, there's all these, you're special, I can't. There's something wrong with me, I'm different. And so I love that, like you and people pull back the curtain and say, you know, here's, sometimes it kinda is hard, and sometimes you have to re- like you know course correct or sometimes you gotta just jump off and start a whole new thing and so i love that you're you're willing to share that because i don't want an, ever anybody you talk about you don't want website shame i don't want anybody to let like, go i'm not enough you know that's my personal right. personal, personal yeah.
1: battle that's kind of, <laughs> yeah that's one of my uh one of my things like with the whole brand you're awesome like people are so much greater than they think they are and like it's a lot of it has to do with self-esteem like what you're doing in your business and um with this whole journey you know I had to keep my (laughs) had to keep my stuff together my audience my community had no idea what was going on Mm -hmm. they you know for all they for all they knew everything was fine that entire time so then when I made that shift and I rebranded I shared that story I told them exactly what was happening I opened the curtains and told them you know I'm I'm pretty open with my audience. Yeah, uh, I I like to be really real because I think mm-hmm. that people do need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so cool the response I get. Like people were like, "Yeah, right on!" Like this is exactly what I saw you yeah. doing. Yeah. Someone else um who I'd worked with before, she's like, "You've you've made me realize what it was I want to do with my business." She wanted to help people that were in the transition that I was in. Wow! Like, Thanks. and it was it was funny. I've been working with her for a couple years on and off, and we could have like. She could she could never really commit to what she wanted to do, and then since then she's written a book. She's launched a the book <laughs> like she's speaking, like she found her her peace. So you know, of sharing things, sharing the nerd sometimes really uh,
0: it does, totally know does. Yeah. Thought. Yeah, we're not doing like a, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's not that kind of <laughs> like documentary. But I just think it helps people to know that on the journey, there are times that it's hard and you have to make those decisions and you have to pull inside of you something that you don't even know what well, you do. You're like, ah, what the hell? I'll just burn the ships and go. But for most people, it takes a little more like, can I do it? So, Okay, I want to switch gears. Thank you so much. I love your story and I appreciate you sharing. I want to hear about branding because, you know, there's so many – God, so many definitions of branding. So what do you think, like like what, when you talk about branding, what does it mean to you? So yeah, branding is
1: one of those things that can be described in so many ways and <laughs> everyone will claim that their way is the best. Um, I really <laughs> think <it's, laughs> branding is everything. Um, it's what people are taking away, taking away from your business when you're not there talking to them, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's also like you when you are talking to them. But the way I look at it is, it's how people are experiencing your message. Okay. So that could be um, through your website. Your logo conveys the message. The work you're doing conveys the message. How you're marketing yourself conveys the message. And it's those perceptions about you that come from those experiences that really is the foundation of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to get your brand, quote, unquote, right, like it has to be everything, There's kind of like that, what I just said, like the 100% like you got to go for it. You can't piecemeal a brand. You can't get a logo done and get a domain done and and get a domain and be like, great, I have a brand. You don't. (laughs) You need to figure out what is that, what is the brand? What are you going to be known for? What do you want people to take away and experience with you? And then it has to be woven throughout every touch Mm -hmm. point of the business. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you have... Something that's bigger than yourself. You have something that mm-hmm. people can touch and feel and experience, and it's going to up level or raise your like raise your mm-hmm. work to a whole other level with them.
0: Cool. I like that because branding, people think, oh, a logo. So I love that you you gave such a a, a comprehensive kind of a holistic. It's almost like a holistic. It's everything. It's all the pieces of it, and your energy, and your words, right. and how you present yourself. But you know, this is, and that could I'll, just
1: be my way of getting like my hands on everything in someone's business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just probably a weird control freak. Let's just admit it, right? That's what that's, it is. Yeah, so. that's that's really that's what it. About. That's okay. it. Let's just out you now, okay? Well, let's talk about some mistakes because I, I have my own. We could share war stories. Um, but when people come, especially you know, coaches or like my market and probably your market too, are people that sell themselves. I'm, I'm not branding, you know, hardware and screwdrivers and tennis shoes. I'm, I'm. We're working with people who they are the service, right? So, what mistakes? Because this to me, this is a bitch. This is so hard. I, I'm like, you cannot do this yourself, people. You cannot find it yourself. It is, it is hidden to you. You have to have somebody looking at it with you. So, let's talk about some mistakes. Some mistakes that people
1: make. Um, for one, trying to be too smart. <laughs> I <laughs> so what clever, do you mean? Like. I mean, like, people try to come up with these, these really clever taglines or these really clever ways of saying what they do that rhyme or, um, you have this really cool name that doesn't really mean anything, but they have the domain <laughs> because everything else has been taken. Um, I love it when someone says, you know, I, this is this is my business name. What do you think of it? I really just picked it because I had to have one. Um, and it was the only thing that wasn't taken. I actually had that yesterday. and I Oh, was Lordy. Like, yeah. Mind right. blown. Like, are you serious? That's why you're naming your yeah. company this, because it's the only <laughs> thing that was available. Um, <laughs> Would you name your child? Come on. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, just, I think we try too hard. And branding mm-hmm. is actually not that difficult. It really comes down to understanding who you are, because yeah. that, no, there's no one else out there like you. No one has that same point of view, set of experiences, personality, um, skills, like passions, message. Mm-hmm. No one has mm-hmm. that exact same combination. So if you can uncover what that is and what that looks mm-hmm. like, that's when you can really create a juicy brand that isn't like anything else. And oftentimes the easiest domain to get is your name mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's not always taken. And then that gives you a lot of flexibility do a lot of different things in your business right. um, that's really based around what's important to you versus oh, it sounded cool
0: right I like that you know there's there's you know I do a lot of work around mindset and mm-hmm. when I think of branding so so here's here's kind of one like I'll, I'll give you a couple of stories so a client came to me and she was really sassy like she was she was, was swear like a sailor, which I personally love, and she you know she was really like out there and edgy. And she actually worked with a coach that I know and I, I would respect, I would be like, oh, she's a great coach. And the, her website was like, you know, law of attraction and she had this like lotus flower and it was very zen. And I was like, client, like, did your coach talk to you? Like, <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> because what the client, the coach said was, this is what you should do. So, so what, I right. see, what I see is, People either want to defer to, well, an expert says I should say I'm a this, so I should be a that. or the flip side of it is it like, oh, my God, I couldn't tell that story about my childhood, or I couldn't share that. Like, who would want to know that? Or I couldn't – do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. – I, I, I can't even speak. I'm so into this moment. So, like, like <laughs> those two things, either we completely give our power away and, like, boom, somebody stamps us and says, okay, you're a this, so go walk out, you know, go wear that website around for a while. Or we can't even accept or acknowledge or see this shit in us that's so magical that people would love. So how do you help people bridge either of those two?
1: So, yeah, and there's... <laughs> I
0: don't know if we're gonna have time to go through all. I know this could um, be a day. This could be a whole day. <laughs> we'll be bringing back Holly for another week. <laughs> so too many courses.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so one of them, one of the pieces that I call the cookie cutter conundrum, mm-hmm. which is when people try to like they they do give their power away and they listen mm-hmm. to the guru or they try to take a course and apply it to themselves because they think that's right, and what they end up with is like this cookie-cutter business or this Mm. cookie-cutter brand, like that kind of law of attraction brand. Even if that was her her message was around law of attraction, you don't want to go and look at other people's websites that are, quote-unquote, working and make it, like, turn it into your own. Like, it's just not you. But then what you're absolutely right, like, with the mindset piece of really being authentic and maybe, you know, offending a few people or turning mm-hmm, a few people mm-hmm. off, um, then you end up with all these limiting beliefs. And I had a perfect example, I was working with a client um, who is working in the vocal industry and it's like this really like, kind of kind of like cutthroat industry, <laughs> like everyone um, <laughs> is kind of angling against each other, like they're, it's really competitive and she was afraid to say why they were all wrong. <laughs> And oh. she told me a million times, like, she'd show me a website and be like, this is good, this is good, but this is what they're doing wrong. Or this is why they're, wow. you know, this is why they have all these clients, but you know, this is why I do it better. And she's like, but I'd never say that. <laughs> I was like, why not? Wow. <laughs> why aren't we saying why your methodology is yeah. better? And because she didn't want to ruffle feathers. Right. It's like, right, well, right. if you ruffle feathers, then and give a really honest and authentic this is why what you do works, going to resonate with the right people because you know what, if you're the, if you're you're not the only one thinking that that's not the best way to do things, and you might speak to some, it might like speak to someone on a, a deeper level of they're experiencing those problems and they're they're kind of doubting and they're they're losing their faith in that methodology. and Suddenly you're like the breath of mm-hmm. fresh air that's telling them there is another way. Wow. And that might, that might not necessarily be right. And that applies really to any business. Right. And so uncovering kind of what your point of view of the world is and the point of view of your industry and being able to pinpoint that and make a stance about that, like totally That's authentic. Stable. Right. This is right, what right. I believe needs to be changed in this industry. That's a foundation piece of the brand. And then also the how I'm going to do that. We call that your methodology. That's like the second, the second piece of your
0: brain. Ding, ding, ding. So, so mistakes would be following a cookie cutter and being afraid to ruffle feathers, right? That's a huge one. I don't want to offend anybody. Well, I don't want to. did, Did you ever hear people like, like get in that weird, like, but it, I should help everybody. (laughs) If I say this, maybe I'll I'll exclude people. And we're like, no shit, honey. But, you know, that's a mistake, too, is trying to be everything to everybody, right? So are there any other mistakes that, you know, like your top two or three that you just want to, like, rail against? Oh, definitely the DIY.
1: Trying to (laughs) do it yourself. Um, There's so much wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we could go with the you know the the fact that it's going to take you a heck of a lot longer, it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more because yeah. you're not going to be getting as many clients because it's not as on point as if you were to work with yeah. a professional. We can talk about the fact that um, you know your what your end result is going to be is, is not going to be as it won't be as taken taken seriously as if you were to have a professional kind of help you bring everything together. Right. So my you know big recommendation is. Have someone help you. Even when I did my rebrand, um, you're so close to it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. your
1: message might not be coming across the way you think it is. But even when I did my rebrand, I ran all of my messaging against another expert, mm-hmm. someone that I trusted, and we had really similar viewpoints and similar markets, and I paid him for a VIP day, like a few thousand dollars,
0: mm-hmm. to go through
1: the messaging with me and just make sure that it was what, right. what I was trying to get across. Um, so having that sounding board that really knows what they're doing is is very important. And bonus points, you know, like what we do is we don't just be that sounding board. We direct the entire project mm-hmm. because what a lot of people don't realize is that a rebrand is a very intensive process, um, just like a website is. You... you go in and you start it and you don't realize how many moving parts there are. Yeah. You don't realize how changing this message is going to affect everything you've done up until now mm. and and what you're going to do going forward because you don't want to just create something that's going to support you here and now. You need to create something that's supporting like your five and 10 year goals mm, and nice. what that trajectory looks like and how do you morph from where you were to where you are now to where you want to be without having to like do this all over again. Like without completely changing your identity mm-hmm. so that people are getting confused. Like there are ways to navigate that. Mm. So when you have someone guiding you through that process
0: it's faster, you, just get, you get
1: so much more out of
0: it. Well you know I want to point out I, I really love this how I, I, I... So appreciate people that are in integrity that walk the frickin' talk. I sound huge around that one. So kind of you're my people here. Um, and I went I want y'all to listen to what Holly said. She's a freaking expert. Like she's one of the go to people. And what Holly said is, I had to get help doing it myself because I think one of the other mistakes people think is, I this is my work. I know how to do this for people. I can just do it myself. And if you Holly can get say I need somebody else to help me with my messaging, like that's such a good role model. We cannot. You can especially this stuff. I think we could probably figure out how to do our own bookkeeping ourselves. We could figure out how to paint our own houses. Mm-hmm. But something this close to us, this organic, this loaded with feeling and emotion and color and flavor and nuance, it really is art. You can't do it yourself. And so I just I just want to just like, I'm just bowing to you like right on, sister, that you, that you did that. <laughs> like that is so good. That's such good role modeling. Thank you. So. Let's say somebody, yeah, no, seriously, that's really good, because that's what, like, a lot of my people beat themselves up, like, but this is my work. Why can't I do this myself? Like, I should, I do this for everybody else. I should be able to do it for me. But no, you shouldn't. That's a myth. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. You'd
1: you'd be surprised how many designers or branding experts that I've worked with for that reason. It's like you can, it's so much easier to do for others than it is to do for yourself. Yeah. No matter how you slice it, it's always going to be subjective. So you need to have that second viewpoint.
0: Yeah, yeah, and pony up the darn money. Exactly. <laughs> you just, exactly, just, you yeah, just gotta you do it. it. Like, you
1: to invest in you. So yep, you've invest in yourself.
0: That's what you should do. That was a little little uh, preaching moment. Okay, let's say somebody's ready to start the rebrand. Yeah, I, as I look at my website, I'm like, oh, I like my pictures, but you know, I'm like, you've, you've got me thinking, like, hmm. So where do they start? So
1: um, I, I kind of look at every brand as three three steps. Okay. Um, first is define. So this is where you define the strategy without touching anything. You dig really deep into what is it that you want to create. So what is the big picture strategy? What is your position going to be in the marketplace? Uh, stuff like why people should hire you, kind of where are, where are you positioned in the marketplace? So who is doing what you're doing and why you're different? Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of looking at all those, looking at your brand from many different angles and creating a strategy. And something that you're really confident in moving forward with before, again, before you've you've touched anything. (laughs) So, you know, you can kind of sit with it. You can start testing out some messaging or maybe do a webinar around the Mm -hmm. subject, Mm -hmm. um, see how it lands with your audience, see if uh, they reflect back to you something different. Um, so going through that defining process is really important, and it makes everything else go so much so much easier. If you start by saying, "Okay, you know, this is this is the idea I have for my logo," I think I want to do my website. I'm going to go get headshot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you start there, you're going to end up having to go back and right. redo right. things because they're going to change as your strategy changes. So If you have the strategy first, everything else you save a lot of money and it goes much quicker. Mm. The second step is designing a brand. So this is where you do start to create that visual identity. Um, and it goes deeper than a visual identity. So you're designing the website, you're designing, you know, maybe you're getting headshots, you're redoing your style, your personal style, your um, your logo, those kinds of things. But then also kind of looking at the, um, how your products are designed. How will this new brand affect things that you've done already, so your blog posts, your packaging on your programs. Like, how can you repurpose a lot of that so you don't have to start over? How can you kind of tie it into the brand so that you can leverage it versus, you know, taking yourself too far away that suddenly you've wasted the last five years of material? (laughs) You definitely didn't want that. (laughs) Um, And then the third step is deliver. And, you know, part of delivery is obviously, like, the launch Um, But the other part is is basically going through all of those materials I just talked about and making the changes, (laughs) Mm. which is tough. Like, how do you take the sales page that you've been using for the last three years and, you know, skew it now towards your new message without losing its effectiveness? So how are you going to deliver this brand? And um, so the way we help people with this is, we help you write your copy. We help you create your autoresponders. We help you actually create the website. Like, all of those things are going to deliver your brand. We take that – we are that second pair of eyes. So it makes it much easier to uh, repurpose a lot of what you have because, you're not, again, you're not having to do it on your own. You're so attached to that material, it might be hard to see what
0: – what, mm-hmm. needs
1: what um, how to change things without it being whole hog. Like, a lot of people think they have to redo everything, and you, you usually don't. Usually it's just a few small tweaks and, you know, it's good to go.
0: So, this process, it sounds like this is not just to do it on a weekend. Like, it sounds like it really takes you a while, right?
1: Right, yeah. Minimum is about three months. Um, mm-hmm. especially, like, if you're starting out, usually three months is good. Depending on how much material you have, uh, you have, and, like, how in depth we're going, it can take, I mean, it can it can take much much longer than that. Yeah. So what we usually do is we break it up into phases. So we'll have phase one, you know, the website, everything that's forward facing that needs to be changed, and then you can kind of space out as you're redoing your programs or depending on how much material you have. That doesn't have to all be done at once. Like everything does not have to be perfect when you launch. Um, you can start kind of bringing those things into the fold. And because you're not going to create like total confusion
0: <laughs> if you um,
1: if you leave a couple things like they were before. my goodness! Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so being being okay with um, doing things in phases and not feeling like everything has to be done yeah. will That's save important. you a lot of time. Because yeah. what I what I found was yeah. one client she tried like she literally did like we were done our work and it was probably like three months later that she actually launched because she was trying to bring everything together. Mm. It was so funny because every change she'd make, she'd go back and have to start over on other things because Mm. it just like, it affected everything. This website is going to always be a work in progress. It is never going to be done.
0: Yeah. What are live with that. <laughs> right. That's right. Well, I appreciate that you put some time to it because I think people don't understand the magnitude. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, refresh your About page, boom, but that's not necessarily a rebrand. But I, wanna, I want I you to talk about, like, what point, like, you know, because people are sitting there listening going, well, like, how do I know when to do a rebrand? Like, so what point do people need to start looking for help?
1: That's so a really good question. So a lot of people look at rebranding. Rebranding in general as kind of a one and done thing. Yeah. And it's not because you're going to grow. Your business is going to grow. Your message is going to grow. And it's always going to be changing. You don't want to. You actually don't want to tie yourself to you know, where you are right this second because then you won't allow yourself to grow. So what I do is is I actually look at my brand every year. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we do an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ask myself, okay, is is my content, my message, my website—is it in alignment with where I want to head in the next year?
0: Mm. If not, what needs to be? Changed? And oftentimes- okay, hold, hold on, hold on. I just want to stop there because that's Hold on, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. It's not. Does this? Does this? Does this reflect who I am? I love that you said it's reflecting where I'm going. That's mm-hmm. like just punctuate that because you might not be there yet. You know what I mean? But that—that that like future you, you kind of—that's. I just had to stop you though because that's like, oh, holy hell, that's a big golden nugget. <laughs> I like, think so because I think I—I I don't think about that. I—I I just wrote, oh, this is what I'm doing today. And so, thank you. That was for me. I'm sure your other listeners like that one too. But okay, so jump in, jump back in. Sorry to interrupt, but that yeah, was a big so, one. So, so, uh, well, let me try to get back. So,
1: where do I want to head? And oftentimes it's um it's as simple as changing some text on the homepage or you know tweaking tweaking a couple of things on um on your services page like for example um you know if i decided i wanted to change my you know i wanted to start doing less one on one like long term one on one and instead i wanted to do more vip days this year mm-hmm. boom create a vip day
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> put it on the site like okay that that is a little bit more in alignment with where i'm headed like simple things and then usually every two to three years you, your brand is going to need a facelift. Mm-hmm. Um so we we've redone our website. Let's see, the Landa brand is three years old. Um and we actually have I think we have redone it three times. The second one wow, is just, is just dumb.
0: dumb. <laughs> be, like really, really cool and coming <laughs> in it's like, like, So crazy. the mistakes that you were said to not do, you did, it sounds like well,
1: yeah, well, what we tried to do was, um, put a really well performing website, um, but it wasn't as cutting edge as some other people's websites. Um, oh, so we tried good. to put like all these doohickeys and these animations, and it was so cool, but it didn't convert with crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to the old website, and everything was all good again. Um, but then we, like, we did a kind of more of a formal rebrand this year because we really were taking the business. a whole other level and um, I needed to take my personal brand so up until this past year it's always just been the land of brand Mm -hmm. there was a very small picture of me on the about page it's kind of like who you'd be working with but now if you go to the site like I'm all over the place which is definitely not a comfortable place for me to be I'm kind of a you know I'm the kind of the the wallflower kind of person yeah yeah but I knew good for you
0: though (laughs) Hey, thank
1: you I knew that where I wanted to head and what the kind of work I really want to do with clients, they need to see me as that person that that they want they need to see my personality. So all of those pictures are totally authentic to who I am and they're what was really funny is that most of them are really goofy and I can't believe that my artist actually used them. Um, I really just wanted one at the top, but he like had all these ones of me pointing and like doing weird things. I think there, at one point there was one of me jumping and I was like, take that down. (laughs)
0: That's adorable. That's Um, adorable. So,
1: yeah. So, you know, just, um, and also, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit, like I was really
0: uncomfortable putting those pictures up. Um, but you know, they're me, take it or leave it. (laughs) But you know what, that's, that's the thing. Holly, that I work with my clients so much, like, put yourself in your site, in your business, and, and you, you banged it, like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, an, I'm kind of in the back row, I'm shy, I, oh, visibility. You have to push that, like, that's not negotiable. It's not, you can't have a business if you're not in it. Boom. Period. So I love, thank you for demonstrating and modeling. Even even you who do branding (laughs) share like, "Eh, it was a little hard, you know, and here you are in all your glory and all your pictures and you're pointing in your jacket and like, yay, fun. So that's wonderful. And to be
1: fair, like part of that was also that um, I do have a business partner. It is not just me. Mm -hmm. If it was just me, I probably would have done that sooner. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to downplay his role. Mm -hmm. And I felt like and he was totally supportive when I brought it up, um, of me being the face of the company. But that was something mm-hmm. that we had to navigate and figure mm-hmm. out. You know, again, where are we headed because
0: we yeah. were um,
1: for a while. They were on a path of bringing him more to the forefront too, and kind of co-leading. Mm, um, okay. But with this shift, like it really had to be, like I'm going to go first, and then later down the line, he will become more of a part as you know it becomes as it works out. See, this is like the strategy. Like you have
0: to be looking five years down There's the road. Strategy, like, what, right? what do I need to do right now,
1: and then? you know how do we transition later to grow the business. Oh.
0: What a wonderful demonstration. Like thanks for sharing your 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 journey. Like your your story is a is a beautiful example. So I know people are listening going, who is this cool woman and how do I find her? So Holly, how do how do people get a hold of you? So um obviously
1: the com is my website. Um I am also on Facebook if you want to search for Holly Chantel. Um and probably the best way to reach me is by email. So that's just Holly at thelandofbrand.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions. There's also some sweet things on my website that you can check out. Like there's a um, assessment tool for if you're ready for a rebrand or where you should be mm-hmm. focusing first. Um, you know th- things like that. There's I, there's a lot of information on the site because I kind of use that as my my
0: knowledge base.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that cool. will answer a lot of your questions, too. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been just really fun, really, really fun. And um, I appreciate you sharing your magic and your vulnerability and your realness and your coolness and your fun vibe. And uh, I know everybody listening is going to be like, Wow, that was good. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> thank thank you, so you so much. Sure. And and again, this is Therese with the Happy Business Show, and I want to let you know that you have everything in you to to make it. You do. You do. You do. It's just clearing out the junk that's in the way, being courageous, having that burn the ships, no going back attitude that Holly demonstrated. And I'm here to support you, so feel free to message me or leave a comment on the blog or on iTunes, and we will speak soon. Much love and many blessings. Bye now. Take care. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.